0: Hi
1: there, I'm Kieran O'Hara. And I'm Kolya Koracha.
0: And you're listening to Sports Brand DNA, a
1: podcast where we discuss the most interesting brands in the world of sports.
0: Guess we better start with why are we looking at sports branding, design, marketing? so closely. And why would a Croat and Irishman do that?
1: Well, I guess it's probably because we're both passionate about that and we both work in related areas. I'm in design and marketing and brand development in sports. And you are in sports broadcasting and journalism, including teaching. And I guess mostly because we both love sports and design, logos, apparel, merchandise, advertising, media, everything that goes around that but also how we use that stuff and what we use that stuff for.
0: Okay, I guess that sums it up. And hopefully a few listeners out there will feel the same way and can enjoy our reverse engineering discussions. Uh, so let's start with our first brand. But when we were talking about this, I was thinking, where do we start? So, Kalia, I was expecting that you would select a huge sport brand, Nike, Adidas perhaps Manchester United, Real Madrid, the Dallas Cowboys. And you chose?
1: I chose ice Roma. But maybe in five years' time, we're going to say, I chose a big brand, because what they're doing right now, they're building a really, really big brand. Uh, not on the pitch, maybe on the pitch as well, but we're talking about marketing and uh, all the other cultural aspects about the club. But there was really three reasons why I chose as Roma as a designer I really respect the uh, logo that they had before in from 78 which is called Lupetto and just recently on April 3rd the uh, designer of that Lupetto logo uh, Piero Gratton just died sadly uh, but also Roma is bringing that logo back which we'll talk later about it uh, the other reason is uh, because it's it's really current because of this COVID-19 uh, we all know there's no games happening right now. So, AS Roma, with the, their captain Edin Dzeko, decided by themselves to cut their salaries for four months to make sure that all the uh, workers uh, of the of the team, all the staff of the team, have their salary. So they voluntarily uh, decided to cut their their salary. And the third reason is uh, because of the really creative social media they've been implementing in the last three years and how much this social media accounts uh we're talking about multiple accounts in different languages uh brought fans and and followers to is roma so with with that that's why i think in five years time we're not going to talk about uh why did i choose this this brand but we're gonna see why this brand grew so much and became the brands such as Manchester United, Real Madrid, or Barcelona. Yeah.
0: Okay. And I have to admit, I was skeptical. I uh, My initial reaction was, Ayurvedicci Roma. I was thinking, uh, I, he could really go on with something bigger here. But we've done some research. So let's interrogate all the reasons why you believe AS Roma is such a proactive and positive brand at the moment. I looked at AS Roma uh checked out their website and was, first of all, astounded to see that so much of their content is in English. They're really trying to globalize the brand. But but also, again, looking at this COVID-19 crisis, their response through they have a foundation, through what the players are doing, and even you've mentioned the players taking their salary halt, for lack of a better word. But, but the players have also been instrumental in the charitable and foundation response to their supporters in the city. So that speaks to a club that has very strong values. Now, you and I talk all the time about where does a brand come from? It, in the modern age, it's strategized, it's developed, it's, it's conceived by marketeers generally, designers. Um, but something like a football club with a heritage, that brand can often happen through accident. It can be that their kit colours were the first kit they could afford to buy or their logo was designed by the only person in the club that could design a logo. So if, if we take it back, every brand has a DNA. And the DNA of AS Roma is actually an unusual one because it's really a DNA of four clubs. It was founded in 1927 by the amalgamation of three Roman clubs – Roman FC, Alba Daci, and Fortitudo Pro Roma. And one of those was just the year before foundation had been amalgamated by order of the fascist regime, that being Alba Doce. So, Roma was founded in response to kind of northern supremacy in Italian football. We had big clubs in the north of Italy Milano, Internazionale, um, Juve, obviously. And this was an attempt to unite all of the Roman clubs to challenge that northern authority. And incidentally, the only club that opted out of that amalgamation was now their biggest rivals, SS Lazio. So if we look at that, what did they take from each of those component parts? Now, the colours, the colours are really interesting, aren't they?
1: Yes, especially how they call those colours and what we think about uh, what we would call those colours now.
0: I, I would look at that and say that's maybe burgundy and gold. But it's yes. actually, it's it's much more historical. It's, it's a Tyrian purple. And it comes from the history of the Roman Empire. So the colors reflect Roman grandeur, Roman greatness. But actually, they come from one of the three clubs, Roman FC. That was their colors. That's what they retained. Alba Doce and Fortitude of Pro-Roma both had the Lupetto in their logo. So that's what was retained from their DNA and that that's one of the most fascinating facts and i and i know for you your big interest is design and let's let's get on to the lupetto like yeah what's what the story an, of that logo
1: f- just for a non italian speakers, lupetto is uh, basically wolf or a small wolf lupo is wolf lupetto is wolf so that's the that's why they call it lupetto and uh, because of romul and Remul, that's why you know and those two clubs that's why the l- lupetto is the main symbol of as uh, roma now so uh that symbol has been there since their beginning but uh what if we if we just jump start to 1978 when designer that recently died piero graton designed this uh lupeto it was together he was together with the Gaetano anzalone which was at that time president Uh, they were kind of revolutionary revolutionizing the the let's call that marketing of of football club because at that time not too many teams have any kind of badge on the shirts. They just played played in the shirts with, in different colors, but they decided to put a badge on the shirt. And that was that Lupetto, which is really simple uh, graphic image of, of Wolf, two dimensional, nothing fancy. Uh, and the idea was also that they start selling shirts. At that time in 78, nobody was selling shirts. It was, they were selling, Roma was selling players at that time to to make, make a living. So they were, trying to be proactive and and innovative forward-thinking club and try to sell shirts so that Lupetto helped to sell the shirts at the same time this piero graton which was called italian Walt disney because he designed for a ride the national tv and and he also was in sport designing for euro 80 championship for pescara Bari. even he designed one logo for lazio uh, but he was also the guy that designed the popsicle jersey at the, that year which is all red jersey and on top has like orange and yellow stripes but for a long time it was rumor but now we already know uh, it's they're reviving it for 2021 and we'll see it uh, on the pitch uh, soon to me fascinating fact is that if you go to uh, shops of any sports club you're going to see their main logo dominate but for as roma this lupeto uh, is coming back as a retro gear, but it has probably 50-50% of official Roma logo and Lupetto logo logo on their uh, on their shop in, in their merchandise.
0: Okay, so let, let's but let's bring it back to the beginnings of the Lupetto. So the logo you're describing is the one that we we all know from the 70s, 80s, perhaps into the 90s when it comes to Roma. It's that single wolf logo.
1: With in, in a circular shape, yeah, in red and or purplish burgundy and gold circle shape and lupeto, black lupetto in the middle.
0: But, but the significance of using the lupeto at all stages, so even if we come back to the logo that they now use is very similar to the foundation logo in 1927, which is the wolf with Romulus and Remus. Yes. And, and that links directly to the city of Rome. That is the foundation myth of the city of Rome. So... At all stages, by design or accident, in the history of AS Roma, they have connected themselves to the formation of the city and being linked intrinsically with the city. That's significant because the club that chose not to amalgamate, SS Lazio, are really a regional club. whereas So they, they, they represent the whole region of Lazio. But Roma are the city club, and it's a huge part of it that they've always connected in symbology, so through the lepeto, through the, Ro- the Roman colours. They've connected directly to the city population. So now, the things that you've been really impressed by laterally, and I hadn't noticed until you mentioned it, is Roma's use of social media. and And we should provide a context here, because it's been revolutionised in recent years, but the club has changed ownership in recent years. It was... Uh, divested by the Sensi family who had been involved for generations and bought by a group from Boston. That Boston group included the president, now ex-president of the club, James Pilata. more of that anon. His predecessor as president was also part of the group, a man called Thomas Di Benedetto, and he was also involved with Fenway Sports Group, which has interests in the Boston Red Sox and Liverpool, among many others while Pilata is the owner of the Boston Celtics. So they bring a lot of that US marketing experience and you think they made one singular appointment that has changed Uh, their social media. Who will now obviously become even more important, you would think, as the club has now been sold to another American owner,
1: Dan Friedkin,
0: for over half a
1: billion dollars. Yes, they brought a guy named uh, Paul Rogers from Liverpool FC and he is in charge of uh whole social media and that was three years ago so in 2017 and if he he's changing the the structure of the of how we see social media and he's uh changing relationship with with audience uh i mean when you go to all those social media uh uh, Seminars—they tell you what to do and everything. But what he's doing is, is something that uh, many are calling it weird. So you wouldn't want to call your social media weird. But I, let's go to the to the few samples just so you see how weird this this is. But in the other hand, it's totally different than monotone uh, tone of voice of other teams that are just saying, "Here's the full time score. Here's uh, you know just day to day." What's happening? Here's the photo from training ground. So, one of the main uh, tweets, let's say, that uh, changed the whole perception of AS Roma was in uh, 2017 when Roma played at home against Barcelona in quarterfinal of Champions League. Barcelona won 4 one in Barcelona, and everybody thought, ah, that's done deal. But Roma came back and won. 3-0 at home with the 82nd minute of Costas Manolas, 82nd minute goal, third for 3-0, which put them through. And uh, IS Roma official uh, tweeted, I can't even pronounce that because that's just banging on a keyboard. That's how excited they are. They were. Not only fans in the in the stadium, but also <laughs> a fan behind the Twitter account of Roma was also so excited. He just banged on a keyboard, and that's what the tweet is. Uh, why is this so important? Because this tweet, three hundred twenty thousand uh, likes and one hundred eighty thousand retweets, and this account has only one point six million followers, while the other three semi finalists uh, have all together in 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 their final uh, final tweets they had 52,000 likes and 25,000 retweets but they have 42 million followers altogether so this is when a lot of non AS Roma fans became Roma fans or if Paul Rogers is saying i don't want someone who's supporting uh Manchester City or Barcelona uh to become AS Roma he's probably not going to become AS Roma fan but i want him to be to have AS Roma as the, their Italian favorite team. So that's what he's doing with this uh, social media and it's working really well. Another great exa- example is when uh, Robin Ol- Olsen, a uh, Swedish player came, a Swedish goalkeeper came and signed with uh, AS Roma. Uh, the image that they posted was uh, same as uh, IKEA image of how to assemble you a know, piece of furniture, but they put how to assemble assemble a goalkeeper and they put like gloves and, and 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 jersey and shorts and and him so you know you don't expect that from of, official account of, of a team uh also what he brought to the team is opening so many accounts in so many different languages because that's the thing if you if you have only if you're only limited to your city or your country you can grow really fan base but he opened uh uh, in many different languages accounts for uh, social media and that's what he's trying to do to get you know you and me to be a fan of, Ro- of Roma if you're you know getting uh, some Italian teams to support uh, but the most revolutionary thing and something that really uh, uh, so- got really attention from the world that because it won them uh the title of uh, f- one of the top fast companies in in 2020 uh apart from apart from sports teams only st louis st louis blues hockey team were in top 10 of those fast c- companies so they when they signed new players um usually teams just talk about was the signing bonus was the salary or uh, how they're going to impact the, the team. But they, the announcement of the signing of new player players, they put image of that player and they put image of missing child next to it, uh, okay. which was uh, really let, bold. Yeah, let,
0: Let's talk about that because, again, when I talk about brand values, that speaks to a higher value within the organization. They're seeking to use their platform to carry out good. So give me an example of how that has looked and how that has
1: worked. So they would put both images of player and uh, and the missing child from all around the world, mostly in Italy, but there's some in Nigeria in England and uh, a lot of missing child. So as many players as they signed that that year and uh, that's how many kids they put and the interesting thing is nobody knew if it's gonna work, but up till now, six kids would' been, been found because of this tweets or social media post of AS Roma, which is, I mean, even one would be a lot, but they found six kids. So, uh, you know, it's the conversation that they talk about uh, signing football players, but then it brings such a different, different narrative and different story and something that helps, you know, society.
0: I, I think <laughs> I think every major club in the world should do this and possibly the one thing that might be preventing some of them from doing it is because they would be seen to be copying Roma. But if you're going to copy something, this is the kind of good that you should take from it. So I think they have to be credited for that. In our conversations, I went to the Roma website on your advice, and I was astounded. It, it, they, they provided the full service in English. I really wasn't expecting that. And so it was fully comprehensible to me. I could see everything that they were doing, and I could see that through that they were trying to build a global brand. but One of the things that really fascinated me was their approach to some of their design. They had Spotify playlists on their front page. And if it was a David Bowie list, it had David Bowie in a designed Roma jersey. If it was Bob Marley, the same. If it was a hip-hop list, it was the same. So they're trying some really different things through their website and through their social media.
1: Yes, and uh, what Paul Rogers said, he wants to make sure that he doesn't cheat on fans like some other teams are doing basically getting them on social media to click on the link to, to go to the website, and give them the same content. So what he wants to do is develop content for website that is website fitting and develop content for social media that is social media fitting that lives on social media and the other content that lives on website and they're not the same content. And you just want fans to click multiple times on those those uh, links. So Spotify and Spotify, that's one of the things that is different that lives on on a website. But also, it's interesting how they built that website and uh, what went into building that website. So Reddit is a website, a web page that uh, people usually don't go for advices because the uh, users of Reddit are known as uh, brutal or as uh, straight to your face or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but he wanted to go there and ask their ask opinion of those. Fans or even non-fans, what they think of uh, what AS Roma should do for, for their website. He wanted opinion of uh, regular people to see uh, what would they do, and he expected maybe answers like uh, "your for-profit company, you know, pay us to do this." But no, he found actually uh, really useful answers. That it it helped that he went there openly and said what he wanted and how they're building new new uh communication with the fans and it worked so the feedback that he got from reddit he included in in, implementing into the website and that's why the website now is not just a second fiddle to social media but it's also a page that you go for for new content and for extra content that you that you crave
0: so so paul rogers and his team have been one of the most disruptive influences in the sports media marketing of late. One of the club's legacies has always been that it, it struggled to generate profit. Its biggest rivals were in the industrial north and they seem to have endless amounts of uh, financial resources, human resources, whatever they required to achieve. Rome's history has been that they struggled to make profit. One of the things that's very obvious from their current leadership is that they are trying to establish it as a global brand. You've given examples. But I think the biggest manifestation of them trying to become a global brand is also in them connecting to the history of the city. They're about to build a new stadium, the Stadio della Roma. It's designed by Dan Meese, um, an American architect, American sports architect, brilliant architect. But it's it's inspired by the Coliseum and it's going to form the part of a precinct of many other sports and entertainment and hospitality Businesses that ultimately will help make the club profitable. Also, its location—it's going to be near the airport. So they're trying to develop develop Roma as a brand. They want tourists. It's one of the biggest tourist attractions in the world. They want them to come to Roma. They want them to buy the Roma uh, hooded top, the Roma tracksuit, and that to become almost the tourism purchase in terms of merchandise of the city. But when you see the design of the stadium. Um, and you only had your first look last week. What did it say to you?
1: Oh, it, it. It looks modern, definitely. It looks modern, but it has parts of uh, of actual Colosseum. What they're building, they're building a new new Colosseum, and uh, that's what Colosseum was in Rome. Like a place where all the Romans would come uh, on a given day to watch the show. So what they're trying to rebuild is, again, to bring all the citizens of Rome to one place that they can really call their home because it's not going to be a shared stadium like with the, their arch I, I
0: What I just really love is, if we look at the history of the club, um, they did own their own stadium originally. Kind of two years into foundation, they built um, their own wooden stadium, which was called Campo Testaccio. And they used it, from 1929 to 1940, and obviously then the war intervened, and post-war, they've been tenants. They were tenants in the Stadio Nazionale, they were tenants in the Stadio Olimpico, and still are with Lazio. And for a brief time, while the Stadio Olimpico was being renovated, they were in the Stadio Flaminio. But now, they're doing something that's singular again. They're creating their own base, a structure which represents their brand. And in the design, just looking at it, the heritage of the club is seen throughout. On some of the buildings, there are the older logos. So an ASR or the Lupetto, as you've described. But it's the stadium itself. I mean, to recreate the Colosseum in the manner that they're hoping to, right down to, if you look at the sections in the stands, they're they're in Roman numerals. It's not, you know, Tribune 1, 2, 3, or Section A, B, C, D. It's um, Section... 1v section v and even the font use so that the use of design that stadium is really going to become a physical manifestation of what
1: roma are trying to do as a club so in a few years time uh when this is built we'll go to the stadium and do another podcast about this. as roma again deal
0: I, I i think we have to and I, and and i have to now apologize because when you mentioned AS Roma, my initial reaction, as I say, was really skeptical. Uh, I'm one of those sports nerds that has a team in every country. My team in Italy was Internazionale, Inter Milan. Um, I know you're very similar. You had an Italian team.
1: Yeah, I'm a Fiorentina fan, and uh, I, I I would say that's one of my closest ties in sports part from my Croatian team and probably my English team it's Italian team and I went to see a few games but now also knowing what they do and I knew what they were doing but also researching even more I think uh, I'll have a soft spot for Roma uh, uh,
0: and, I, and I think I will too and and I think fundamentally that says that Paul Rogers has succeeded because AS Roma just became our second
1: teams that was his goal yeah that was his goal and uh, he succeeded that's you know, he'll succeed if we go and buy some merchandise. That's what it's going to count. A few likes that we do on, on social media a little bit. But if we buy some merchandise and we invest into that and we go to see the the, the game at the new Colosseum that we, we he could call actually a real success.
0: So that's where we'll leave it for this edition of Sports Brand DNA. If you've liked what you've heard and want to join us for future editions, then please, please subscribe to the podcast. If you'd like to take a closer look at some of the visual references we've been making, and it is largely visual, you can go to our Facebook page. You can follow us at, on Twitter at Sports Brand DNA or on SportsBrandDNA DNA on Instagram. We haven't quite made it to Reddit yet. Our thanks to you for giving us your precious time. So it's goodbye from Kieran
1: And from Colia as well. Goodbye and come back soon.
0: Arrivederci, folks.